Hey, hello, and welcome to the show. It's me, JP. And here we are again, ready for JP's product pick of the week. Are you with me? All right, let's do this. Uh, so thanks everyone for stopping by. I see we've got some people over in the Discord as well as the YouTube chats. Hi, everyone. If you're wondering where the chat is and you're in one of the other places like LinkedIn or Facebook or Periscope or Twitch, head on over to the Adafruit Discord. It's at Adafruit it slash discord you can join in we have a live broadcast channel where a lot of the chat is going on over here in fact i'll show it to you look that's what it looks like right there i can't see any of that without my reading glasses on good grief uh hey xenia is two dollars away from getting a perma proto all right well maybe we can push you over that uh that mark today uh, with an extra goodie. So what I'm going to do is tell you if you're interested in checking out today's product pick from within the product page so that you're ready to buy it, it's going to be 50% off. All you have to do is go to that QR code or head to this URL right down here. And uh, that's going to take you into the product page. In fact, I'm going to head there right now. Let's uh, check out in my Chrome... I know I'm giving a lot away, but if I refresh this, look, boom, half price. So, uh, shh, I didn't show you that. Let's get out of there. All right, so uh, before I go any further, what I'll do is have Lady Ada tell us about this product pick of the week. So please, Lady Ada of a couple weeks ago, take it away. The Neo Key Feather Wing has two kale sockets and two NeoPixels in it. Uh, they're wired up directly to pins like five, six, and nine. And, and it's just like two key switches and they're on a featherwing and you can turn it into a little keyboard if you want. You can make it into a MIDI controller or HID or really anything you like. So this is just uh, plugged on top of a feather. It's a standard featherwing shape. It'll fit on any feather uh, we have. You can plug in any MX compatible switch you like. And you can see there's uh, nice bright NeoPixels that shine through. Um, and we use kale sockets and there's a little reset button as well so you can reset the board. You can also change which pins um, the NeoPixel and the switches are connected to, if you wish. Uh, there's little jumpers on the bottom. Unplug this so you can show you. There's a little jumper. You can cut this and rewire if you, if you want to, but uh, I kind of picked what I thought were pretty good defaults. And then you put whatever keypad you want on top, and you're good to go. And then the NeoPixels are tied together in a row, so they just, it just looks like an, an LED strip of like two NeoPixels, basically. Um, they're not, even though like it only turns off when I don't press it, they're not actually connected. I have a little bit of code that's reading the key presses and changing, you know, which ones are lit. So they're independent uh, elements. I want to make that clear. Yeah, that's right. This is the product pick of the week. It is the Neo Key 2 Featherwing, and it is a Featherwing for adding two mechanical key switches to 
a feather project and it has underlit neopixels so that you get that nice glow through action and you can address those neopixels uh, to do anything you want, blinking, animations, color shifts, that sort of thing. Uh, and these are socketed. So what that means is I can take a couple of my favorite mechanical key switches. Here I've got some clicky Oh, no, these aren't the clicky ones. These are linear reds. Uh, I can take a couple of mechanical key switches and press those to uh, the sockets in here. No soldering required. That means that you can pull them off and use different key switches anytime you want to change something out. Uh, what I want to do, actually, is just show you the kind of assembly that you'll go through putting this together first thing. So I'm going to switch to a down shooter here. And uh, I'll just go up in the corner there myself. Okay, so here you can see, I've got it upside down. Uh, this comes with header pins that you'll solder in. So there is that soldering required. Uh, once we get those headers uh, soldered in though, this will set down into a feather. I'll show you that in a second. But here you can see we have these reverse mounted NeoPixels that shine up through the board. These are the little kale socket switches uh, or switch sockets that allow you to press your mechanical key switch into there. And you can see we've got a little uh, mounting post hole there and then the two uh, contacts that this goes into. So I'm gonna push that through like that and it just kind of gets grabbed by the uh, little sort of spring clips inside of the socket. And now it's in there pretty good. You can mount this uh, a little more securely if you need to. I'll show you, I've actually got a uh, switch plate that I'm using in one instance to kind of give the keys support from each other. And here, we'll go ahead and put this second one into place. The only thing you have to be careful about, in fact, I'm putting on my glasses for this. The only thing you have to be careful about is not uh, bending these little legs here. So you do want to line them up nicely before pressing that in there. So you can see that'll press into place and that's in there pretty snugly now. Uh, you'll notice also this has a uh, Stemma QT port on it so that you can add other things. It actually uh, allows you to then add on a rotary encoder or a display or something like that without needing to stack the feathers. So that's kind of nice. It lets you add other peripherals right there. Uh, and in this case, I've got a uh, Feather NRF52840. This is a Bluetooth Feather. And I have, you can see I've got a little battery on there. This thing's still running. I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm gonna because uh, I have an active Bluetooth connection going that I want to preserve. So uh, I've pressed this in here. I probably, yeah, will get it to light up just by starting it up there. Boy, those are bright. Let me tilt those down a little bit. Uh, this is a demo you may have seen me do before. So what's happening here is I'm using these to trigger MIDI over Bluetooth. So here you can see I've got these are actually sending over here to, let me make this window a bit bigger, uh, this iPad that I have hanging out right here. Uh, and so this is an entirely wireless with uh, Bluetooth. It has charging, of course, because it's a feather and, and that's something feathers do. So it's a neat little, uh, we, can, we can play them both at once, get little chords. This can do more than just play a couple of notes, of course, depending on how you code it. You could start and stop a MIDI sequence with it or do other modifications. Uh, this one's needed. This, this application, Animog from Moog, has a uh, little pitch bend on it so we can at least eke out six total notes. So we've got... Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Uh, and this actually frees you up because this is a... Um, 
unless you change the LFO modulation on there. So you've got a little touch screen you can use while you're playing your keys on here. Um, and so the, uh, the sort of more direct, that's kind of a, an interesting use of it, but really one of the more direct uses of this is to create a little macro keypad. So I want to show you a little demo I put together uh, right here. Let me line this up a little better and let's connect those keys. So here I've got a little feather quad breakout. So that allows me to have four feather type things on one board. I've got this feather. This is the RP2040 right here. Uh, then I have a feather OLED 128 by 64. Uh, and then over here I have a, a little MIDI breakout, which I'm not using for anything. And uh, what you see here is when I press these, I'm triggering a different uh, sort of illustration over here of this little bongo cat uh, on my OLED. And you will see I'm, I'm doing a little bit of a NeoPixel color change there just to indicate that it's pressed. Uh, and these are actually being used right now to send out the numbers one and four. And the reason I picked those is that in my broadcast software here, uh, if I hit the four key, that's a hot key to bring up one of my uh, images. So that's the, the feather wing itself. And this will switch me back over to my camera view. So you can see this works as kind of a neat little macro key camera switcher right there. Uh, and I get my little bongo cat to pink, 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 pink. Uh, I probably should have had that for the music demo, but, but I didn't. Um, and so I wanted to show you, uh, take you kind of through the code of that, how that works. So let's bring up uh, Adam and I can bring up these two little views here so you can still see. Um, see these. It's of course going to switch my camera if I use it, so I won't actually use it. All right, so if we take a look here at this code, the things that matter, there's a lot going on because I'm doing uh, HID, I'm doing the OLED display, I'm reading the keys, I'm doing NeoPixel, but if you break it down into its little constituent parts, it's nothing too tricky. What I do is I import some libraries including time, board, so I get the pin definitions, bus IO, so I can do some I squared C stuff. That's how this screen, this little OLED display is triggered uh, or is controlled from the, neo, from the uh, feather is over I squared C. I'm importing the debouncer, which is a really nice way to use the keys. And then USB HID, so I'm sending the keyboard commands over my USB cable. And the Adafruit HID for keyboard and key code, which allows me to either type in um, numbers, space bar, control, kind of anything that's a key code on your keyboard. And then I'm also bringing in display I.O., terminal I.O., uh, NeoPixel so I can control the colors there, uh, the display, the display driver, and image load. And, I'm, and that's how I'm doing this little bongo cat thing. If you watch on my screen right now, I'll, I'll uh, add a uh, little comment code right there. When I press these keys, since this has focus right now, and not my broadcast software. You'll notice the camera isn't changing, but I am using it just to type in a one and a four. Uh, so those could be set up to do anything you want pretty much with HID, including more complex things like keyboard combos. So you could have a command option control shift number and uh, all of those could be grouped into a single key press, which is how macro pads are often used. Um, Let's see, so next thing I'm doing is setting up the display. I'm setting up the keys, and this is how uh, you'll see I'm using the 
Featherwing, the, the Neo Key 2 Featherwing, it has the keys on buttons, uh, uh, pins D5, digital 5, and digital 6. So you can see I set those up as a uh, digital input with pull-up, internal pull-up resistor. And then the debouncer is set as an object called key A and key B. And then we'll check for those with little debouncer updates uh, in the bulk of the program. I'm setting up the NeoPixels, and again, here you can see this is just controlled over uh, pin D9. So pin D9 effectively has a two NeoPixel strip connected to it. And uh, so those are zero and one, those two, uh, two NeoPixels right there. And you can see I've set them to a pretty low brightness. It doesn't take much. I've got them at 0.15. And then I'm setting them initially to red and blue. And then I'll be toggling that. You can see uh, I toggle to sort of white color, a little dimmer white. It's a little bluish on this uh, camera, but you can see that those are changing when they get pressed. Uh, let's see, then we set up I squared C, and I'm setting this up, uh, a little trick from uh, Toddbot. He said, hey, you know, you can uh, go with the default 100 megahertz, or you can go with a 400 megahertz on the I squared C bus, so you might get better performance out of that display. And it did, it did improve the, uh, the Bongo Cat uh, animation speed there, which was nice. Uh, continuing to set up the display there. Sorry, it's overheating in here. I'm going to turn on the turn on the air. Uh, the next thing I'm doing is setting up my bitmap, and so I've essentially got three images: the cat with its hands up, with the right hand down, and the left hand down or paws. Uh, so those are three images that I've actually put into one sprite sheet. So when we're displaying the different images, it's uh, essentially just sliding this sprite sheet with the tile grid. Uh, and here's the tile grid setup. You can see there uh, it sets a uh, width of three tiles by one tile high. And I'm saying each tile is that 128 by 64 dimension, which means it just slides to the appropriate one when it needs it. And it does it very quickly. Uh, initially, I show just the um, both hands up, which is tile grid zero. Uh, then, let's see, we're uh, creating some more of the uh, hierarchy of the display and then showing it. And then I print a little message to myself in the serial port. And then this is all that happens uh, right here. This is the entire loop of the main loop of the program, which is using the debouncer. We just check for updates on key A and key B just to see has it gone from high to low or low to high. Uh, or is it just sitting at still? So this measures, it's an edge detection. It measures a change. And that's that moment when you press a key. That's when I'm changing to this sort of whitish color, this uh, 111111, uh, sort of a dim white. Uh, I show the NeoPixel change. Then I send the key code. So here, this says key code one. That's why it types a one when I press this one. Uh, we could change that to something else. So for example, let's do left arrow with that key, and we'll do right arrow with the other key. I'll hit save. Hopefully that worked. And now uh, we should see I can use these as arrow keys, which is great for certain types of like two button rhythm games, uh, for maybe controlling the position of a video edit playhead or a music edit playhead if you're trying to sort of precisely move around or shift something pixel by pixel. Uh, that's kind of a nice little dedicated pad for that. And you can also do uh, more sophisticated things like uh, have a control C, so just a one button copy and a control V for one button paste. 
Um, you can you can do a lot with with just a couple of buttons, which is nice. Uh, I believe you could also get a little more sophisticated with it and check for uh, both buttons being pressed at once, so you could have kind of a third state that's different from from the two. Um, and then there's there's other inputs that you could add to it, but the the two on their own work pretty nicely. Uh, and then you can see this is how I'm shifting the image. Uh, I shift from zero to one. Every time I press that, we go to the other uh, sort of position on that sprite sheet. And let me save this so we'll get our ones and our fours back. Uh, and that is it. And then we do the same for, for the B key. So if I come back over here to my uh, broadcast software, now those keys change my uh, two uh, camera views there or, or image views. Uh, let's see. So if, if we want to take a look uh, back over inside of Chrome here, you can see this is, uh, here's the product page for it. It's $49.79. And right now it is a half price, so $2.25. We have a, a good number of them in stock, but if you want to get uh, one or a couple of them, I would go ahead and do it. The discount price of $2.25 is it's terrific. It's quite a low price. And uh, that'll be good during this show only, during this live stream. Um, so, of course, the other thing that you'll need is some key switches. And we have, I think they're not in stock right now, but we have some Kale, K-A-I-L-H brand box switches. Uh, these are some linear ones, these red ones here. Uh, you can see if I pull off this keycap, uh, there's a little linear red keycap. The ones uh, on my overhead view here, if we drop down, uh, these are, pull that keycap off of there. These are the box whites, which are kind of like a Cherry MX blue. Um, and press that again there. It's still working. Let's uh, jump back over there. Oh, there we go. That's a good view. Um, and keycaps. So we have a couple different kinds of keycaps in the store as well. Again, those might not be in stock right now, but you can sign up to get um, alerted when they are. There's a there's a picture of some of the keycaps. Uh, got got the little uh, kitty kitty paw keycaps as well, which are kind of fun. Uh, and let's see if you uh, want to use these, you can just kind of head to the. Um, Circuit Python Essentials and uh, look up using keycaps there or any of our other keycap or key switch uh, learn guides. So I think if we look up uh, key switch, there should be some code for uh, this Trinky. I believe there's a learn guide for that one out and the code will be very similar, but uh, rather than use board switch, you'll use board, uh, what did I say, D5 and D6, I think it is. Uh, so this, uh, this is the OLED I'm using, if you'd wondered, the 128 by 64 OLED works really nicely. Uh, here's a little bit about the tile grid. If you look up Carter Nelson's, uh, circuit Python display support using display IO, that's where I, uh, got some of the code for doing this tile grid, uh, thing sliding around a sprite sheet essentially. And there's the feather I'm using. It's the RP2040. Uh, these are out of stock right now, too. These are real popular. They're very inexpensive for, for what they are, especially being a feather with charging and, and all the other uh, features that are on there. So this is um, probably worth getting a, hitting the out of stock alert. Put your email in there, and you'll, you'll uh, find out when those are in. But the nice thing is this, uh, this will work with 
pretty much any feather. You could see this is, this is the case of having it stacked on top, or we can use any of these doublers or quadruplers or triplers to put them onto a, a single level. Uh, one other thing I wanted to show, which I uh, haven't had time to, to print one of these myself, but the, um, one of the inspirations for this type of project is, let me find the right camera views that work here. Uh, there we go, is this little guy. This is the 2% uh, milk the Milk 2% keyboard. So this is a macro keyboard that's been popular for a few years in the mechanical keyboard DIY community. Uh, you can see it looks like a little carton of milk. And uh, it's, uh, this one has a dedicated board, so I think it's probably a, a, a Atmel 32U4 style um, running QMK. Uh, it might be an STM, I'm not sure what, but it's, it's kind of an all-in-one board. But the thing you'll notice is that that's really similar uh, size and form factor to a feather uh, with, a, with a stack on it like that. So if you expanded that case a little bit uh, or went with lower profile headers, you might be able to uh, sort of retrofit one of these little cute milk carton cases into, a, uh, into use with our feather wing. Uh, maybe I can convince the Ruiz brothers to, to build a model of that. That would be a lot of fun. Because um, I don't think that this, this, this one here would work for it. But maybe. Uh, someone should check and see. If there's space in the bottom, then, then maybe it could hang out from there. Uh, and one of the nice things about this is that it does secure the, uh, the keys. Because you'll notice these can wobble if you kind of push on them sideways. So you want to secure them. And the, the way I've done it on uh, this board down here is I reused one of my, uh, this is just temporarily, reused one of the plates that I laser cut for my Pico macro keyboard. So uh, that gives these guys a little bit more stability because they're, they're sort of linked to each other so they don't have that sideways wobble uh, there because they are uh, sort of clicked into that plate. And uh, oh, the whole thing just popped out though because there's a bunch of extra weight on it. Uh, but generally speaking, this is a hot swappable thing because that's just a switch either making contact or not. So, uh, All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for today. Uh, so let me know is uh, over in the Discord. I'll, I'll check in. I haven't in a while to see if there's any questions. Um, Doctor likes the kale white switches kind of close to the Cherry MX Blue for sure. Um, don't cry over spilt milk. Thank you, Mr. Certainly. The puns are strong. And uh, let's see. Any other? Uh, how about over in YouTube? Uh, yeah, Keith Schlotauer asked, uh, when are you going to do something with the NeoPixels? Hopefully this answered your question, just, just some of the uh, color change that I'm doing there. I did a demo a few weeks ago with um, this here, which is some of our individual... Uh, breakouts and these I had it's a, you know it's a series of five NeoPixels as one strip so this I did some of the animation uh, LED library stuff uh, in there so that it had pulsing and glowing and shifting colors and stuff so you can do a lot uh, with with those NeoPixels. Uh, all right, well I think that's going to do it. Then uh, we'll wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming by. That is my product pick of the week. It is the NeoKey Two Featherwing. It is a mechanical key switch feather wing with underlit NeoPixels. We're out of space. I'm just going to double it up. Thanks, everyone, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.